0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Joystick Chronicles podcast. Today, we've got whiskey and cold war and a little bit of everything in between. Episode five starts now. Let's get started. Yeah, I would say it's like their mid-tier bourbon.
1: I like it. How expensive is a good bottle?
0: Uh, That's a great question. I actually got this bottle (laughs) for free, Um, but I think typically it's around 50 bucks something like that Maybe a little bit more to be completely honest. I'm not 100% sure.
1: This is a Four Roses small batch. My favorite bottle right now is actually the Four Roses uh, single barrel for Anybody that's looking for bourbon. Kevin, you've been more of a bourbon guy before me. And then. Yeah, I think
0: definitely for longer. You, I feel like you got into it because you've yeah. obviously been living in Kentucky and Tennessee and uh, just all along the bourbon trail, which helps you in that yeah, aspect. I'm,
1: so I was into like actual Have whiskey. Have you done the bourbon trail? Not, not bourbon. So for those that don't know, what is it? What's the phrase? It's like. All bourbons are whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. It's, there's like a particular, Correct. anyway. Uh,
0: in order to be bourbon, it has to be. Oh God. It's 50%. Um, it's 50, made in Kentucky and it's 50%, I think 51% corn. And technically, right. it doesn't have to be made in Kentucky.
1: I, I don't know. But actually, so my territory, it's, so the where bourbon was made, is uh, and it's made uh, from this place called Bourbon County. And actually my sales territory is bur- like partly in Bourbon, County. Bourbon yeah. County. So, So okay. that's why like it's that. like, it's been fun for me. Cause I, I was into like Jack Daniels and that kind of stuff, like actual whiskey. But now I'm into like,
0: yeah, I feel like in college you were always a big
1: Jack big Daniels, Jack Daniels guy. guy. You got that from your dad though, huh? didn't you? You got that from your dad though. Yeah, didn't my dad you? was always kind of a Jack fan, but we've never really been like a hard liquor family by any means either. So. Okay. Anyway, so Four Roses has been my favorite recently. Yeah, the Bourbon Trail is like literally between Louisville and Lexington, which is like Louisville's an hour away. So uh, Four Roses, Woodford Reserve, uh, everything. Well, side note from all that, but uh, so I'm flipping it on you this week. I have a question for you. It's kind of a two-parter. Question of the week. What is this is like? So most most everybody is going to be listening to this. What Tuesday of next week? After Thanksgiving. This is gonna be after Thanksgiving, but we're recording this before Thanksgiving. So I wanted to ask you, what is your favorite Thanksgiving food? That's a very typical podcast question, but the second part of it is more genuine. I want to hear what your favorite tradition is. That's a great
0: question. Okay, so my favorite fluctuates
1: a little bit, though. Your
0: situation does. Oh, yeah, 100%. So Mm -hmm. favorite Thanksgiving food is uh, my stepmom's sweet potato casserole. She's Mm -hmm. made them forever. They have been a Thanksgiving staple for probably the last 15 or 16 years of my life. And every year, it's always on Thanksgiving, she makes them. And it seems like every year is a... um, is a smaller batch because people either are on diets and don't eat them or whatever. Mm. But I always just dive right in. They taste like candy and they're yeah. <laughs> phenomenal. I, I don't, have you ever had them? Mm-mm. Okay. They're so good. You have to have them. I um, just
1: literally was like, I miss Jess. I need to test. I know.
0: Her. So this year, uh, my parents are going to be in Vegas. So they have a house out in Vegas and um, they decided that they're going to go out there for Thanksgiving. And so I'm not going to see them. So yesterday I texted Jess and said, can you send me your your sweet potato casserole recipe? And so Christy and I are going to Christy's parents for Thanksgiving tomorrow. And I'm going to be bringing a small batch of sweet potatoes. So I can still have them. So I'm excited about that. She sent me the recipe today. Um, so I'm going to make those tomorrow morning. So I'm excited about those. Okay. Um, but, ah, oh man, so the tradition.
1: Maybe a tradition or memory.
0: Yeah, tradition for me is hard because I feel like Thanksgiving changes every year. So background on me is that my parents were divorced when I was young. So it's always splitting time between my mom and my dad on Thanksgiving. Uh, and now with Christy's family in the mix, I'm always, it's always it's between one of multiple different families on any given year. So I guess for me to say that I have a, a tradition is hard. Um, cause it changes so often, but I would say <laughs> actually in terms of memories, I think last year, just having to drive up from Charlotte, um, oh is gosh. a good one. Christy and I had been, well, she had been saying, let's go on a road trip. Let's go on a road trip. Um, and so uh. we were deciding what to do when we were down there. We were at my grandparents cause my grandparents lived down there as well. Uh, so we were at their house. My mom was at work. And I was like, why don't we just get a car and drive? And so I looked at car prices and it was really cheap to rent a car for some reason. It's like 150 bucks. And I said, that's going to be way less expensive than trying to rebook a flight somewhere else. It's going to be multiple hundreds of dollars for both of oh, us. Yeah. Um, so instead of dealing with that, booked the car. I called my mom and I said, we're driving. And she's like, what? And I was like, no, I was like, I'm literally coming to you, dropping your car off. Uh, My grandparents are bringing us to the airport to get uh, whatever rental company we used. And we just got in the car and drove. So my grandma was packing us sandwiches for the car um, and I was packed everything up and we just got in the car and and and, uh, and I looked at her. And I said, well, here's your road trip, like it or not, it's happening. (laughs) Uh And she, she started laughing. That's a really good trial run. Yeah. I mean, we made it through and it was literally so much easier than I thought it was going to be. It was about 12 and a half hours in the car together. And, um, she's the type of passenger who refuses to sleep because she feels bad that
1: uh, I would be driving alone. uh, And I'm just like, you can sleep. I, we don't both have to stay up. I think I'm. I'm mission driven when I drive in long distances like that. Like, I way. just get I like we will turn on a podcast or something yeah. and just like drive. It's fine.
0: It's a I feel like that's a guy thing. Whereas I like I get too. in the car and like literally point, the, to point B the stop that we made was f- at, in Lexington for Chipotle. Like that was our only stop. Yeah, I just drove all the way through. It wasn't
1: that bad. And you guys were wanting to go too. I mean, like, I'm the same way. Like, I, yeah. when I'm driving, I don't want to stop and wait a yeah, long we, time. We like, were with you I'm for going. all of
0: what, 38 minutes? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, all right, good seeing you. See you <laughs> all right, so next <laughs> See you next time. Whenever I see you. See you when I see you. Um, but yeah, I would say that at least recent memory is probably is up there at the top just because that was such a funny looking back on it is a funny and ironic thing that just kind of happened and, yeah. and she did say after the drive she said okay no more road trips
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a long way
0: yeah it is but it was fun i enjoyed it um so what about you what's your favorite food what's your tradition or memory
1: So I I get to piggyback off what you just said too, but not sweet potatoes but mashed potatoes. So Yeah. I've had moments mashed potatoes. Oh, more background on me. My my family is a southern family. So we have like the food is phenomenal. Oh my god. We have the most unhealthy meal that you can I mean, it's it's all amazing. It's all so good. It's Thanksgiving. You're there to enjoy yourself. And Kevin grew up having my mom's cooking and my mom's baking, which is always phenomenal. And then you get like her, all of her stuff. She bakes like homemade Oreos and pies and all sorts. And Thanksgiving is usually a trifle. So it's like tiered levels of chocolate and mousse and uh, I don't even know, whipped cream, whatever, whatever else. Anyway,
0: beef sauteed with peas and onions. What? <laughs> it's a friend's joke. You wouldn't get it. What?
1: (laughs) Not a friend's guy, office guy. We'll talk about that later. But uh, I'd say mashed potatoes. We literally, like, the last few years, um, Thanksgiving's the one holiday that we get everybody together, which you would know, but not everybody else would. And so I'm with my extended family, but we literally, I'm not kidding. We make 30 pounds of potatoes and just, like, butter and uh, heavy cream. 30 pounds? Hold on. 30 pounds. I don't think that registered right away. 30 pounds. Holy (laughs) shit. Well, I mean, no, I'm, I, like, I like potatoes, but Jesus. Yeah, I mean, they're they're incredible too. Like, it's I don't know how to really explain <laughs> unless you have them. But anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, if Mama a, Lion makes them, they're good. So, well, it's actually my Not aunt to worry. Ginger. She is in Georgia. And uh, they're incredible. She's the one that makes them. She, I don't even know. She has, she doesn't have a recipe, by the way. She literally, she just, that's, she just knows how she to make She knows, them. like, she's the, done it so often. The <laughs> type of butter, the pepper, that. the heavyweight. She just does it all, the taste, and makes 30 pounds of it. It's insane. Anyway, I mean,
0: that's pretty much how I cook. I don't really
1: follow a recipe. Uh, I ha- I'm i a very recipe driven person because it's, I'm not. To me, Christy actually,
0: she yelled at me the other day because I, uh, we were making fresh pasta and I messed up the pasta dough. She was like, Well, it's because you didn't follow well, a recipe. <laughs> you recipe. It's follow
1: recipe. I'm you the know same what? way. Screw because it. It's, there's a method. They made it that way for a reason. Ah. All
0: right. But that's the thing, though. Hold on. Cooking, though, it's you just you make it your own. You enjoy it. You follow a recipe.
1: It is what it is. So that's my favorite food for Thanksgiving. It's got to be the mashed potatoes, but we make all sorts of stuff. Uh, second part of that question, favorite memory. We go to, what's that look on your face?
0: Um, sorry, I'm, I'm looking on Twitter right now in the what's happening section. There's a headline that says the internet is divided over the new Clifford, the big red dog. And apparently there is a Clifford, the big red dog live action movie. And it is literally a big-ass fucking Labrador that is tinted red. Oh. And Weird. This is the weirdest thing. Okay. I, wow, holy sidetrack. Sorry. <laughs> anyway.
1: Uh, Thanksgiving. Okay, favorite, favorite memory. Uh, you were talking about traveling. I think yeah. the reason I've liked car trips my whole life is because I was forced to. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I I am from Chicago, but my family is all from Tennessee. So yep. we used to drive between 10 and 12 hours. We used to do Thanksgiving and Christmas when I was younger, but we cut Christmas out because it was too much. But uh, Thanksgiving, we would drive like 12 hours, and it's, it just gets... On that drive, like, down from Illinois, where Illinois is just straight, f- just flat. And then yep. you go down, and then you start to go, like, through the mountains. And Tennessee's a beautiful the drive if you've the never been through through it. The drive through the mountains is awesome. Oh, it's 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 beautiful. Um, that and my grandparents um, inherited a house that was, I think it was, like, my great-grandfather built. And we hosted Thanksgiving there until... Like a few years ago, when we had okay. like the whole family there. So that's probably my favorite memory is doing Thanksgiving there. Got it. Well, that's it.
0: I mean, no. there's definitely a lot to be thankful for. And yep. Once next week comes around, uh, when everyone's going to be listening to this, I think that everybody will have experienced a Thanksgiving in a new way. That's for sure.
1: It be like that. It do.
0: <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get into some headlines here. Let's go. I think there, there's honestly, there's a lot flying around this week uh, in the news. A lot of random stuff that a I A lot watch. of really random stuff that I, yeah. I think is interesting and I'd like to touch on some of it. Um, and so I think one of the biggest things is Fortnite is actually coming out with something that I think is pretty interesting. They're really doing a new take on the microtransaction uh, model. And so they're going to be Epic Games has announced that Fortnite is going to be now um Introducing a monthly subscription called Fortnite Crew. And what that is, it, it's essentially similar to like a battle pass, but it's on top of that where uh, you pay, it's $12 a month. And with that subscription, you get the current battle pass, uh, you get a thousand V bucks a month, and you get exclusive monthly Fortnite Crew Pack outfit bundle. Uh, that's each month. And the first of that is the Galaxia outfit in style plus the cosmic llamacorn pickaxe and fractured world back, back bling. Uh, looking at a picture of it, it's pretty sweet. Uh, if you remember when Fortnite did like the Samsung mobile exclusive skin, where it was like yeah. the guy that had like the galaxy in him, it's mm. essentially him with like a, or it's the um, female version of that. It's actually pretty cool. And it's I think good. I think actually very good timing on their part because um, some of the big streamers. I I feel like Nick Merckx is specifically, yep. as of like literally yesterday, has gotten back into Fortnite, and everyone is now starting to talk about competitive Fortnite again. Ugh. So you, we could see a resurgence here in Fortnite.
1: Which is weird. I like, I never intended to go back to that either. And I don't, I'm really not that into it right now at all with Modern Warfare, Cold War. And then we're going to have Warzone coming to Cold War soon. So, like, I'm not really looking to get into Fortnite, but it's making a comeback. It's weird. Yeah. Well, and I think
0: part of the reason why people are going back to it right now is because a lot of like the streamers and a lot of these guys are focused on Warzone and Warzone right now has almost taking a backseat to cold war because everyone's trying to play cold war to level up and, and get their guns in a spot where they can drop into war zone with it. And the people who don't want to play cold war are sticking with war zone and, and they're thinking, okay, well maybe this is a time for me to venture off into something either new or go back to something that I've done and done well. Competitive, I mean, yeah. Nick for a while was all Fortnite all the time and he did very well with it um so it's just interesting to see him go back to that
1: Uh, it makes sense though with that Mm -hmm. with fortnite being so popular i was looking i don't know i was randomly looking through kind of some of the top games the most played games fortnite's up there on a lot of lists still so
0: well and you think if you get i mean the battle pass is 10 bucks So you think if you get the current battle pass with that and then you pay an additional $2 and you're getting a thousand V-Bucks and a skin and back bling and a pickaxe,
1: it's a good deal. It's a good deal for uh, if you're still very dedicated to that game.
0: Yeah. I mean, you also have to think that it's a monthly thing, whereas the battle pass is a one time purchase. Right. Um you are playing monthly, or you are paying monthly. So, something Talk about
1: generating some more income for that game, some more revenue. Yeah. Well, what'll wow. be interesting
0: to see is if this actually works. Yeah. And will other games, thinking a Call of Duty with Warzone in other battle royales, start to implement something like this? Um, obviously, microtransactions in within free to play games are clearly successful uh, through the different models that Fortnite and Warzone have implemented, but. This is an interesting one. I think it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, I personally probably, I mean,
1: I can tell you I won't be <laughs> yeah. doing you anything lie. with this. I mean For now. I, unless people, a lot of people go back, it kind of depends on what our friends do. So. Yeah,
0: honestly, it does. And I mean, as of right now, I don't have any interest in going back to play Fortnite, um, but that's not to say a month or two down the line that picks up more steam and people start playing it again. Exactly. That we don't
1: go back. That's the thing though. We kind of represent that. I don't know exactly what segment you would count us toward, but we're sort of like the middle. It, it sort of depends because if it gets really popular again and they end up bringing back sort of the casual, um, Guys like we are and our yep. friends, we might be playing Fortnite for a while again. I mean, yep. we, I didn't ever think I'd go to that game when it when it first uh, came out and I heard about what it was. I kind of learned about it. I didn't think I'd be into like the cartoon kind of stuff. And then I played it for like three years. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, I, we played that game for a while. I mean, we yeah. were what season was it? Was it season one that we both started playing or was I it like the I start of season, season two? two? Yeah, because we I mean, we started pretty early on. And we played for pretty much literally up until Warzone game out. Until
1: Warzone dropped, yeah.
0: Well, no, not Warzone. Until, I, I feel like once Modern Warfare dropped, yeah, we were back and forth between both Fortnite and Modern Warfare. And yeah. then once Warzone hit, it was all Warzone. Yep. So, it'll be interesting to see how that, unfolds Um, well
1: we'll keep an eye on it and we'll uh we'll be giving tabs i'm sure a couple other
0: just smaller headlines um so x cloud which we've talked about microsoft's uh game streaming service they have hinted at the possibility of bringing an app to your smart tv um so you could possibly have the opportunity to stream games through x cloud on your tv um so that could be an interesting thing I mean, that is now, you think about it, um, there's xCloud would be one. uh, Then you've got Google Stadia. Uh, Another one that was literally just introduced this week is Amazon Luna, which is a direct competitor to Stadia. So these cloud gaming services are now starting to come about. And I feel like people don't really know how to react to them right now. Um, For so long, it's been console console. and PC and you have to have the hardware for it, where if you think about it, the cloud version is all software. Um, I mean, you have to, if you're going to play with a controller, you obviously have to have a controller, um, which if, if you have X cloud feel like most people at that point will have, will have already had an Xbox. Um, so they have that controller. Obviously Google stadia comes with a controller, uh, Amazon Luna, they have their own now proprietary controller. Um, So tons of different new uh, cloud gaming services that are coming to light.
1: That just tells me that once again, gaming continues to grow because it's finding new avenues right now to be competitive. So very interesting. Yes.
0: Mm. Um, On the streaming note, Comcast has announced that they're going to be having some changes to TV and Internet services starting next year. Um, they are putting a cap at the internet usage in some households uh so the the new cap that will be i think they said one point two terabytes a month um so I mean you think if you've got, I don't know how much
1: I use right now
0: well, so it was actually kind of uh interesting when I first read that I went into my so I have comcast um so I went into I my don't. like xfinity app on my phone where I can go through and look at outages and, and everything related to that so i I tried to go find my Internet usage because you think I'm working from home all day, every day now. So it's I'm home all the time. I've got multiple devices hooked up to Wi-Fi. There's two of us here who are both working from home. So I was very curious to see how much Internet we go through a month and I couldn't find it. So I'm on the lookout for what our usage is. And then you think about a family of, say, you got two parents and three kids.
1: Yeah. Family five.
0: All five of them have think multiple devices if the kids are old enough how much internet are they going through and then how much more are they going to have to pay for i think
1: that's i think it's ridiculous an additional amount
0: of internet goes back to the whole streaming thing where if you're streaming all the time and you have these cloud-based gaming services and you want to go sit down and stream your game it's going to take up more internet than it would be just to go sit down and play multiplayer on your console that everything is already downloaded onto there could be some implications there.
1: I guess my question is why? Money. <laughs> yeah, that was my I mean, first thought too. Dead. I mean, it's like we've gone, I feel like we've gone free on internet for so long. It just doesn't feel like something that should be capped. You know, that's a business. And you know, if that works for Comcast, that others will follow too. So,
0: so in January and February, Comcast will give its Xfinity customers who are not on an unlimited plan a credit for any data usage charges over 1.2 terabytes and then starting in march the customers who don't have unlimited will be charged ten dollars per 50 gigabytes of data over that 1.2 terabytes for a maximum of hundred dollars so they could be getting you for an additional hundred bucks a month depending on how much you use if you don't have unlimited so it really could be more of a strategic play for them to say we want you guys to do our unlimited package don't risk paying 10 to 100 bucks extra a month.
1: And, and if just not, we'll do be this profiting off the from it anyway.
0: Yeah, regardless, they're making money. It says customers will be notified as they approach the 1.2 terabyte threshold. So essentially, they're taking internet the same way that the phone industry in the wireless already is. Yep. So 12 states are being affected by this. So it's, it's not nationwide to note. Um, it's Connecticut, Delaware, Massachusetts, Maryland, Maine, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Vermont, West Virginia, and Washington, DC, as well as parts of North Carolina and Ohio. So it's primarily Northeast, pretty much all Northeast. Um, according to Comcast, 95% of its customers don't get close to using that much data. The median monthly data use was around 308 gigabytes over the last six months.
1: But I just feel like it's an in, in, in introduction to that framework. So that yeah, I mean, the thinking is, is you have to start down. somewhere. Yeah,
0: you start somewhere and then you get to where you want to be.
1: Mm-hmm. And then they can work their way down. That's rough. That's rough to me.
0: Oh. I, think, I think if you use a lot of Internet and you're not and you're not uh, already on an unlimited plan. You're switching quick. Mm -hmm. Next up on our headline list, you alluded to this: The Office, Mm -hmm. leaving Netflix. I'm not an Office fan.
1: I am a huge Office fan. I think it it kind of goes it's one way or the other. It's like you have not watched the show, or you have watched it twelve times straight.
0: That's how I am with Friends. Yeah,
1: yeah. So you understand at least that (laughs) aspect of it. Well, Friends was taken off of Netflix in. Is it March of this I think year? Friends is on the same platform now. No, I think it's not. Friends
0: is on HBO on Max oh, and I Office. They,
1: I think they left for the same service, though.
0: No. Friends left for HBO Max. I'm right. We're looking, We're looking. Brother, my hat is literally Friends themed.
1: <laughs> I know what
0: I'm talking about. <laughs>
1: okay, continue. Um,
0: so Friends left Netflix and was on HBO Max. And then now what you said is going to be Peacock that the office yes, is going to be NBC. on. So it's NBC's newest streaming service is Peacock, and they'll be now on, uh, or the office will now be on, on Peacock. So more changes to Netflix. Uh, I think so many people were upset that friends left. And I think, honestly, I'd be willing to bet that even more people are going to be upset that, um, that the office is leaving. But I will say Going back to Comcast, if you're a Comcast customer, I think you have Peacock for free.
1: Yeah, talking about a lot of people being upset. This article is uh, on GameSpot by Eddie. McC- I don't know how to say his last name. McCouch, Makich. I don't know. Um, but they were saying that uh, the office. This is a <laughs> this is an insane statistic. But they were just saying that it is by far um, the most watched series on Netflix uh, you're talking to Brian uh, yeah Brian ba- Baumgartner who's who plays Kevin um, but the statistic is that the show tallied an astounding 52 billion minutes of viewing time in 2018. That's a lot of minutes. Yeah I
0: wonder with that being 2018 I wonder what the comparison um, like would that have been? Netflix's top most viewed show.
1: Or, yeah. It and was. if it's
0: not, like, what was okay? So I'm, I'm curious what the next viewed or the, the next highest viewed show would have been.
1: I don't it's know. probably not that, that, but by far. Um, but anyway, they said um, NBC's paying $100 million per year for five years for that show.
0: A lot of cash. I mean, <laughs> the following that The Office has garnered over the years, mm-hmm. people still watch it religiously. So it's me. Yeah, I mean, that's I, I how watch I watch it
1: every night still.
0: Yeah, that, that's how I am with friends. Luckily, friends is on TV all the time still on TBS and Nick at night. Got the schedule down TBS in the morning, Nick at night at night. <laughs> Christy and I have it on all the time. Oh, um, my gosh. OK, that's interesting. More changes happening. I feel like there's a lot of a lot of changes. It's
1: kind of random. But that's happening what this saying. week and just
0: in, in the future.
1: Sort of random, but
0: yeah, I mean, a bunch, bunch of random headlines this week. So, similar to the PS5 and next gen console conversations we've been having, uh, we're starting to learn more about how the PS5's adaptive controllers are being utilized within games. So, I came across something from Engadget Gaming um, that says PS5 gamepad triggers will tighten as FIFA 21 players get fatigued. So, you think about as the game goes on, that little wow. bar in the bottom left corner that shows uh, how tired the players are, as that depletes, it's gonna be harder for your thumbs to move the joysticks around. You literally. Like, how cool is that? Insane. How cool is that? So it's another another way that uh Sony's gonna be really giving that immersive experience with PS5. I wonder like what algorithm, like, how are they doing that?
1: That's insane. I don't
0: know. All I all I know is that I want Scuff or someone to come out with a PS5 controller. And I'm definitely going to be getting that for my computer.
1: Uh, can you imagine the man hours that it would take to, to develop something like that? It's, it's awesome. It really
0: is cool. I think the direction that game developers are going to take this and see just how they utilize it is so cool. Okay. On the soccer note, though, how good are we at transitions right now? Hold on. I just want to make that note. I see like we're, we're flying around different headlines and they're all related in some way or another. <laughs> um, on the soccer note, sad news today in the soccer world. Matt and I are both lifelong soccer fans and players. We played together when we were young, grew up playing together. Um, so Diego Maradona passed away uh, 60 years old and he was just an absolute legend in the game of soccer.
1: I don't even know if I have anything to add besides that it's just sad. The only thing I I saw was that Pele tweeted uh, about Maradona. And, you know, it feels like it's not as big of news in the U.S. maybe, but obviously globally, like, he's an absolute legend. So, I mean, he's, you know, he's obviously not in the middle of his playing career either. But I guess he had, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but he had, like, brain surgery in uh, the beginning of November or something like that. I did
0: see that. Um, But I think on on your note uh that it's probably not going to be as big a news here is that i think you're right but a lot of people probably recognize the name um but don't realize how big of an impact he had on the sport and Mm. what i think about is literally when you and i were on the same indoor soccer team together in elementary school uh and as part of our practices one of the drills that we had to do was practice the maradona yeah um and like that was how big of an impact he had. One of the moves that you have when there's controlling. Only,
1: there's only very few moves named yeah. after a person. Yeah. yeah.
0: So one of the, the ball control moves is called the Maradona. And that was literally one of the drills that, or one of the moves that we had to practice mm-hmm. uh, in our indoor soccer practice. So, I mean, just seeing that, um, seeing that name across my screen today, I was like, damn, there's, there's memories attached to that. Um, yeah. And so it's, Sad to see, especially with him being so young. He's only 60 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's sad for the game of soccer. Um, but figured it's, it's worth at least mentioning and uh, worth the conversation because he meant so much to so many people.
1: Okay. Sad. Let's continue on to something positive. What do you think?
0: Something happy. Let's talk about Cold War. Yeah, <laughs> that always makes me happy. Well... Sometime. <laughs> sometimes sometimes like you time. have to stop and spit of rage. Nuketown <laughs> yeah. is frustrating. Let me tell you. Nuketown 24 7. I hate it. It's I a very, love it. I hate it. And I love it again. Yep. You get in a game and that skill based matchmaking kicks in and you're just fighting to go positive and you mm-hmm. just want to say bad words. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's fun. Newtown twenty four seven, like we alluded to. Um, it's it's live. It's back. Obviously, by the time you guys are listening to this, we'll be about a week into it. Um, and so, what we want to know is how effective was the double XP? Who got their guns leveled up from from oh this week gosh. of playing? It's been uh, it's been a lot of a lot of gameplay to get these guns up. Uh, and literally as of today, it's hard there's, to
1: level up ga- guns in this game. So, I hope a lot of people it are taking advantage of it. Take advantage of that
0: double XP. Uh, and I know there's actually a lot of complaints on Twitter today about, um, about leveling up guns and zombies. Cause apparently the last couple of days has just been like insanely quick to get your guns leveled up. And then I think Treyarch nerfed it, uh, either it was either yesterday or like early today that. People are now saying that it's so hard to get your guns leveled up in zombies, and um, they either patched something or, or made it harder to um, to get your guns leveled up quicker in, in zombies, and people are not happy about it. So, play <laughs> Nuketown.
1: Play Nuketown. I'll tell you, uh, I will say this I have been a clip machine on uh, Nuketown. It's kind of my thing. So, my gripe
0: about playing with you. Is that
1: both of us? I mean, I would say we're both good.
0: We're both yeah. we're both above average players. Both of us have a positive KD. Um, uh, we care about both winning games and getting a good amount of kills, having having a good KD. Um, so I would say my fucking gripe about playing with you <laughs> is that I'm feeling good. I'm playing good. I've got like a 2.0 KD in a game, and I'm like, okay, I've got some. Great pieces of action that but I've gone here what? and there. Guess I have what? A two five. I don't get the fucking <laughs> play the game, and we end the round, and it's this asshole on the the best play. uh every time.
1: Every time oh, we'll be, making, like, be it, like, "Oh, that's play the game." <laughs> It'll just be, you know, do my thing, and, and all this play the game.
0: This time. asshole <laughs> doesn't say anything, and he just he's giggling to himself, and then turns on play the game turns on and I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me?
1: It's me again with a six feed.
0: Yeah. So what's up? It's my only gripe, but it's still fun.
1: Okay. So let, we we're talking about clips. We're talking about, uh, us doing well. So let's talk about what are, so I think we talked about possibly having a new segment of the week. It's kind of like our OP guns of the week. So what's what overpowered this
0: F? week? Cause it all changes. Yep. Um, honestly, I changed it up quite a bit yesterday. Keep in mind, the double XP has a lot to do with the guns that I choose. Um, And I'm more so being strategic with what guns I'm using so I can level them up. So my secondary yesterday was actually um, I was going back and forth between the Hauer and the Gallo shotguns. Um, Ultimately decided that I like the Gallo a little bit better. And actually, I was playing better with the base gallo no attachments than i was with the nuketown uh howard blueprint huh. with i think it has like four or five attachments yeah. on it um so i i preferred the gallo so i was playing with that as my secondary uh which took me quite a few games just to get used to because i never play multiplayer with a shotgun yeah. ever um so it took me you were the frustrating bit person to get
1: used to I, that I, that's one of the worst things i hate dying by a shotgun so
0: oh i know it's the yeah. worst Whenever somebody goes, gets into your spawn in the house and just run around with a shotgun up there, it's so frustrating. Um, but I primarily was using the XM4 yesterday. Um, I used a little bit of the M16. I do. I still like the M16. Um, it works well for me, so I was going back and forth between those two. Uh used a little bit of the AUG for a couple games. Um, I picked yours up randomly in one game and, and got a, a good amount of kills with that. I know that's what you were using for a good amount of time. Um, and then what else? Oh, I, um, I prestige yesterday. So I, I took out the, I can't remember the, the name of this iteration of it, but it's the Barrett 50 Cal just to yeah. try it out. Cause that was always one of my favorite in, in modern warfare two, That was my favorite gun. Um, I loved the Barrett 50 Cal. So I just took it out for nostalgia and was playing it with on nuketown and, and got a fair amount of kills with it. Um, I didn't stick with it for all that long. Um, so that's really what, what I've been using, I've been going, going back and forth between, um, putting an SMG on, uh, on an overkill class and then, um, just using a, a, regular secondary, like a shotgun. Um, that's, I think one of the nice things about the lawbreaker is that if you don't have the lawbreaker wildcard on, you still have access to the shotguns cause it's still considered a secondary. So, um, which I think gives you a little bit more of a reason to use a shotgun, which depending on how you look at it, is either a good thing or it's a very frustrating (laughs) thing because you're either going up against it or you're not.
1: Okay. Well, you kind of alluded to it already. I I alluded
0: to you using the AUG, but what else? Yeah, the AUG. So, I have a lot of clips of the AUG. Yeah, every...
1: Goddamn best
0: clip I, you had was with the og. Oh my
1: god, in one day I think I got that gun from like a fifteen with the double XP and it's it's a level fifty now. So um I was getting like sixty sixty kill games with the AUG. It was crazy. Um yep. I loved it. I don't know. I don't know what it is about the AUG. It's I think it's something with the I got the ADS because I have so many attachments for it now. I got the ADS right, and it's about a one a one burst kill, um, as long as you hit upper body. So on Nuketown, if you get your first shot, if you land the first shot, you're, you're winning that battle. You gotta kill. And especially if you Which make, is so important. You make them flinch too. Like if you miss two out of the three bullets or something, you have another burst. You can, you can kill them, but, um, AUG yep. and then, um, I guess I didn't talk about this. This is that was a nuke town class. I've been using the tundra a lot. I've been sniping uh, a lot this last week, and I got the tundra up without double XP. I think like close to level thirty or so. So uh, that thing's crazy. Uh, almost any distance, even you guys will see. I I put on a what was it a holographic site and was sniping off one of the ships on uh, Armada. And, like, popping heads off. I mean, it was crazy. You could... Armada's fun. Ah, I have a very love-hate relationship with that map. I don't know. I could do... I like it. It's very bipolar for me. It's like, I do really well, or I just get... It's terrible for me.
0: If I'm in a bind on that map, I just immediately jump through the middle into the water. (laughs) And I love when you're playing Domination on that map, and B is down on the sub, and you just jump into the water. And you can literally shoot people out of the water who are standing on the sub and then you, you can capture B in the water too. You can just sit there and swim. Um, so I think that's a cool dynamic that we've haven't really seen in, in a map in multiplayer. Um, so adding that aspect to the game is, has been cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, so Aug, Tundra, and then I just literally today started using the AK. Oh, it's powerful. It's very powerful. Very powerful. I'm going to be using that probably tonight and tomorrow. Got a couple yeah. free days to hang out and play some COD. On that note, do we know how long
0: double XP is lasting? It's due. I, the I know they came going to Sunday.
1: Anyway, that's our OP of the week.
0: I think um, on the note of Nuketown, let's talk score streaks real quick. Ooh. Okay. Because I think that's an interesting uh, addition. I know a lot of people are so used to kill streaks. And if you're not doing well, you're not getting your kill streaks. But. With the the changes to now being score streaks in this edition of of Call of Duty and it being based off your total score and it carrying over through all of your lives, I have really started to love napalm. And oh, I know yeah. you are too. Probably our first like four or five games we were playing, I only had two score streaks <laughs> equipped and I didn't even realize
1: it. I kept forgetting. And I looked down on the bottom right
0: <laughs> and I was like what the heck? I was like, Matt, you need to back us out because I only we have two and equipped. The
1: game and then we both forget about it. And then I get best play and you'd be mad. And then you forget about the whole thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's pretty much why it's all your fault. I finally got back to having the three. And so I equipped the napalm, which on such a small map, like Newtown, it, you just, it just rained yeah, down, yeah. rains down fire. You get tons of kills. Um, I also use the cruise missile, which is good. Um, this, it's pretty much at least a guaranteed two kills, uh, at least right now, because if you lock on um, in the like the video of it, the missile flying down, if you lock on to someone, it fires a missile at them, so you essentially have three yeah. missiles in one. I don't think there's been a time that I've gotten less than two kills with the cruise yeah. missile, which I think is a step up from the last iteration of cruise missile. I think
1: for Nuketown specifically, you have to have more like you have to control your kill streaks because if you have, like, sentry guns, stuff like that, that you don't control, uh, people just throw on cold-blooded and you yep. don't get kills, so.
0: Yep, and then my third one is attack helicopter, which I might change to chopper gunner. Because yeah. we had a guy who we played against last night who had, a, who had a chopper gunner, and I think he finished with, like, 87 kills or
1: something, and that was... I should probably that do that rough. too, because I had attack helicopter on forever. That was the worst.
0: I think that was the worst game uh, out of everything. Um, and you put the attack helicopter down, and I feel like people
1: either shoot it down, just
0: automatically shoot it down. And cold-blooded. It, yeah, and it's, you're not controlling the kills. That, I mean, that goes back to your point of choose something, especially a town that you can control, and that is a chopper gunner. It may take you a little bit more time to, to get it, um, but I think it's yeah. worth it for just the the uh the amount of kills that you'll get based out of it
1: yep okay that's gonna do it happy thanksgiving i think that's the first thing i gotta say to wrap this up and and thank you guys all for for listening you know once again we're, we're thankful for you guys i i say thank you every week but but seriously thank you for anybody who's listened tell your friends please pass it on um we've got you know, this week we had a bunch of random topics. xCloud, you know, we, we kind of go over uh, things we've talked about um, and continue to follow up on, on different updates and things. So... Is um, Fortnite going to make we'll a comeback? See Fortnite wants to make a comeback. PS5 continues to almost convince me to buy their system every week. I don't even know. So...
0: There are... <laughs> just killing it right now I, they came out and did say today that this uh the ps5 launch is their best console launch uh to date so They've come ps5 sony is just killing the Insane. game right
1: now so once again follow us on twitter at the joystick pod we're posting every day we're posting clips like i said you're gonna have a lot of new town uh a lot of my best plays of the game coming here uh, very shortly. If you see me
0: in a best play, it was a good day.
1: <laughs> uh, and, and seriously, and once again, thank you for all the ratings on um, Apple. Go to Apple Podcasts. We have a new one this week. We're at seven reviews, five stars. Thank Love you to everyone, you. specifically PMA1139. Thank you again. And. Got anything else nothing for me this week hopefully everybody had a great thanksgiving thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week